enjoy a little bit of coffee. <laughs> My favorite. Well, most definitely. What's what, your favorite cream? My favorite cream? Yeah. Um, well, I also like have like a light cream. I don't like even half and half. Mm. Typical carb, so. Yeah. What about you? Uh, me, my flavor, my favorite flavor is Irish cream. But, oh, that's so good. But the 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 almond joy cream that they got is on. Oh, so good. Yeah. It is so I love delicious. So, so now I mean I know that you know for the big booze, but the 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 challenge that you work with, and the, the people realize that you got a nice ass as well. <laughs> well, thank you. I hope people can realize it. <laughs> yeah, because I was sitting there, I was like, damn, she got a nice booty on top of the boobs. <laughs> thank you. That means so much. Everybody's <laughs> on the boobs. <laughs> oh, so, so how are you doing today? How was your July 4th? Um, it was great. How about yours? Good? Mine was good. I had to work my nine to five, my vanilla nine to five. Everything. I had to go back. Things were open. It didn't even seem like a holiday, I feel like. Because it was during the week. You know, it, it, I hate when they have holidays during the week because yep. you really can't enjoy yourself. Absolutely. And if you don't get Monday off, what does it matter? I'm saying I'm like a thing because. Even you can't get too drunk at the at the uh especially you got to work in there, you can't get too drunk. You can't right? have too much. Hundred percent. No doubt. So shoot. So so what is so what have you been up to, Miss Lady? What what's been going on with you? Well, I've been shooting a ton, a ton of content over the last few months, and I don't know, trying to get like my OnlyFans sort of up and running and. Mm -hmm. uh, my Instagram, so it's actually required a lot of attention and effort, which I wasn't expecting how much effort it was going to take. Um, oh but I've been traveling a lot. I, you know, I traveled um, in January, February to Miami and shot a lot of like, mainstream stuff, and then mm -hmm. um, I've been traveling to Vegas um, to shoot like just content, like for my own sites. So it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, because it's like it's one thing to do paid gigs. And it's another thing to try to keep up with your content and, 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 and to build your own library. It's so and true. And people give like content creators, I think enough, I mean, at least I don't think I realized when I started on this journey, like mm -hmm. exactly how difficult it is to like create that much content, especially when you're first starting out, mm -hmm. you don't have much of your own library. So it is. It's it's challenging. Yeah, because um, for one, especially because I know even from when I got in the game back back in the day, they was they was telling girls then, no, you want to get your own website. This is even before the the boom of the content creator era even began. Yeah, they were saying, you know, after they see you with the big company, this is when people start googling names. So they're gonna Google yeah. and. The question I always ask somebody is, do you want them to go back and spend that money to where they just saw it or go spend the money with you? <laughs> right, exactly. It's like sort of a game changer, I think, too, for like, you know, talent in the industry where, 
you know, 20 years ago, you just shot mainstream, you know, you didn't really make your own money. And now it's like, you're making more money on your own platforms than you are shooting the mainstream. So it's, it's definitely changed things, I think, for a lot of people. But it's crazy. They they saw it back then that it was coming that way. Because even to the point, figure, I mean, I don't know how far back your career necessarily spanned. Oh, not, not that far. But I mean, I remember the days yeah. of, you know, you know, really no internet or very, like, limited internet chat yeah. and so on. Yeah, because that's when you had to go out to Hollywood and you go to the studio itself. It wasn't no submitting any, it was no submitting shit. You had to go to the actual studio and they look right. at you. They tell you to take your clothes off, turn around. Okay, go see makeup, be ready in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a serious business sort of thing. I think, like, even Score told me when I shot with them, you know, back in the day, they actually had, like, huge studios, and when you went to go shoot with them, they would have, you know, like, little rooms set up, you know, to shoot things. It wasn't, like, now it's more like, I don't know, Airbnb-type setup yeah. where you'll go into a place and, and shoot at different locations. Not then. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, I said, the game... When the content creator era really took over, it kind of made the studios change how they shoot. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy because you wouldn't think that if you're mainstream, you're supposed to dictate the shoots, not the lower level. Yeah. You know, but because, like you said, that ladies can build their own brand and they don't necessarily need the major companies anymore to gain exposure, attention, and even make money. Yeah. It, it, they still had to move it. And I think a lot of ladies are like not even, they're just bypassing mainstream and just doing their own thing, their own content. I, I you know, I think it's a great thing. Oh, yeah. So, with that being said, hello, smokers, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge. <laughs> Y'all know who I am. I'm Kevin Arbor Summer Champ, aka the Porn Rap Star. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com, backslash porn rap star. Let me tell you about. Four wonderful sponsors that have been with us for a very long time. The first one being the Facebook and LS community, lsworld.com. Next up, the highest adult magazine in the game, magazine.com. And for you content creators, 90% profit, no hashtag issue. And for you consumers, a new place consuming your triple X content, I'm talking about excitebunny.com. And last but not least, award-winning, award-nominated. We're talking about smut with some voiceover and they even have a VR section that's right virtual reality you can watch porn with your oculus i'm talking about none other than the great and wonderful blush erotica.com we're a proud member of the gw district black podcast network so go over to shop gwdistrict.com and go buy something why don't you also go over to fullyswapradio.com in the mornings five days a week and listen to me chop it up with the industry's greatest and brightest talent producers and everything else above the sun as we give you that real smoke no sugar coating about the industry and also check me out on skyhawkafterdarktv.com as well as the bgp llc app now i'm going to sit back and let this gorgeous beautiful blonde bombshell with huge tits and she has nice ass as well introduce herself <laughs> hello i'm victoria vale no doubt, no doubt. So this lady has been doing it. How long have you been doing this? Um, I shot with score about seven years ago, and I did like a lot of solo stuff, and then I did hardcore starting at 21. 
been 21. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So she's been at this going on seven years, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like it's yeah, not much at all compared to a lot of ladies. Yeah. <laughs> well, years. shit, I thought you were going to say a decade, so I was off by three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I should be a decade. I don't know. No doubt, no doubt. So how did you get into the business? Because you said your first shoot was with SCORE. What was you doing yeah, prior to getting the first Okay. Um, yeah, so they, you know, they, we got in contact through Twitter, um, like so many people and they offered um to shoot me and it was sort of a bucket list thing i wasn't i wasn't 100 percent sure i wanted to do it but it was like exciting and um i sort of just went for it and then they had me back a few other times um and then they offered me offered to shoot hardcore with me like i said at 21 so and then after that like the, or just earlier this year i shot with bang bros and camp Soda. i did like a show for camp soda and a few yeah. other smaller companies so that's it that's my whole my whole career <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so shoot so what okay so uh what made you decide to break into the business you know in the first place yeah i don't know i mean again i had always like just been fascinated with magazines and especially score i love big boobs and sexiness and i i just i wanted to be a part of it no doubt i i actually used to collect the score magazines like i said i had a lot of them from lindsey mckenzie um meet what was that minka minka oh yeah and minka's still yeah amazing she's i think she still shoots with score fairly often yeah, yeah. I remember they had the boob cruise where they, they yeah, could go on the boat with them and stuff. I even remember seeing the pictures and stuff right. like that. So, shoot. So, let's break down your first shoot with score. Your very first oh, shoot. Oh, gosh. My very first talk, shoot. Yeah, we're not talking now. We're talking about the boy-girl scene. All right? Cause oh, that's the what, first boy-girl. First boy-girl right. scene. So, we already know they probably had to do pictures and solo, you know, yeah. at first. Yeah, and that's... So how did they approach you about doing the boy girl, and um, and then we go from there? Yeah, they had asked me to do it a couple times, and I, to be honest, I wasn't quite ready. I wasn't sure I wanted to like make that jump, and then I just, I don't know, something happened, and I just thought, like, you know what? I think that might be fun. I, I'm gonna try it out, and I figured if I didn't like it, then I just wouldn't shoot anymore hardcore but i really really enjoyed it i feel like you know it's hard like when you're shooting solo it's just you right it's yeah. easier actually to shoot when there's a guy in the scene or somebody or a woman you know just because there's something else to focus on i feel like all the focus is on you on solo so it's actually a little bit easier yeah because even to like even when men do solos it's it's hard for me to even really focus Right. You know, I have more of my male talent people because I'm retired. They're like, well, you should do more solos. I'm like, man, I get bored real quick. <laughs> right. It is and fuck them. I just can't get so bored. <laughs> and walk around. Yeah, like, even now, even like when I do stuff, you know, um, for OnlyFans and stuff, you know, I'm just mm -hmm. sitting there. I'm like, gee, I don't know. How, yeah. how much longer should I play with my booze? <laughs> 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 premium smokers don't worry should be in the premium smoke room we're we, we, we gonna work on that we're gonna work on that for y'all but yeah so 
So um, with your first shoot, what happened? So tell us about how it was because prior to this, like you said, you were doing social nasty boy girl. So was you nervous? You know, what some of the things that the male talent did to kind of help relax you for the shoot um, and what have you. And, you know, just paint the picture of that shoot. Well, well I, I showed up. It's a house, you know, you generally shoot on location like we were talking about before. Um, and, you, I, you know, the girl generally gets there first because there's a lot of hair and makeup going on. So um, I, I know... The girl who does the hair and makeup, she's amazing, amazing, sweet lady um, who does it for sport. She's done it every time I've shot with them. So I think that relaxed me a bit. And then the male talent will come in sort of towards the end of when your hair and makeup is finished. Um, and he was a super, super nice guy. Um, even though they came out at different times, it was Nikki Rebel was the first one that I actually shot with. Did um, they just keep going? Every time I say so, talk to a girl about school. Nicky Rebel name come up every I, time. I feel like he's there. He shoots with them every week, maybe several times a week. He's always on their site. <laughs> and Shoot Skeet, too. I feel like he's between those two. You ain't never lie. I like, I swear, it just, it, you, you just see him just pop up with a titty, with a titty <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> so, 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 so you cut your teeth, of course, with a big name talent, what have you. So he kind of know you know, the ins and outs and stuff like that. Because like I tell people, it's when you do a paid gig versus content, content, you might know the talent. Paid, you may not know the talent. So now we got to develop this chemistry in a short matter of time or whatever. So like what, I mean, what, you know, what some of the things he did to kind of help you, you know what I'm saying? Get yourself together to do the same. Oh, I mean, silly things, get a good night's sleep. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I like to talk to whoever I'm shooting with beforehand and sort of get to know them a little bit. That always calms me down. I, I mean, I'm a talker. I love to get to know people and connect with people. So that's always of number one importance, you know, every single cat, whether it's from, you know, my own stuff or mainstream, I, I don't know. I think it's important, you know, sexually to have that connection before you shoot. I think it looks better and feels better. So, yeah. Because the, because I tell people this, flirting on set is flirting off set. And sometimes dudes get it mixed up and twisted, you know, because we flirt on set to make each other feel comfortable so that scene and that chemistry would work, you know, period. Um, it just dudes got no dip between being thirsty <laughs> and being flirty. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So shoot, so um, so what type, so what type of scene did you do? When was it like a role play scene? Was it a straight wall to wall fuck scene? What type of scene did you do with Nikki? I believe Nikki was my pool boy. I, I, it was a pool scene, and um, he was rubbing a lot of oil on me outside next to the pool, and then mm. we took it inside to finish it off. But <laughs> I can tell you what was so hard um, and funny about that scene is, um. So I'm sort of tall, and I, uh, we we're trying to balance on a, a pool chair, and mm. it was actually like super challenging. And my knee went like right through the pool chair. Ooh. Yeah, while we were trying to like you know, because you're you're in awkward positions. Mm -hmm. A lot of what what shoots best doesn't necessarily. There wouldn't be things you could try at home. Yeah. 
Because I think that what people don't realize, um, especially in this era, the the shit that we got to do in front of that camera is yeah. is. I think because the game got so easy for people to enter, they don't take into account the art of this, of the game. You know, period. Because, like you said, we have to do positions that may not be comfortable. Yeah. Um, shots that may not be comfortable, what have you. So it's kind of like when that first scene, you kind of learned angles, learned how to work the camera and stuff like Speak to stuff like that, that lady. They, they had to learn, especially then, in order to be successful in front of that camera. Yeah, and I, I feel like I've still learned it. I'm still learning it every time. But those first two scenes were definitely like eye openers. And boy, I mean, I would say the first five to six scenes that I shot um, were definitely learning. There was a big learning curve as far as angles and things that, you know, even just like watching porn, I never really realized. I mean, I hate to say this, but you know, the one thing that everybody kept saying was, if it looks good, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> so, I mean, it does. I think that that's not 100% true. I mean, it does feel good if, once you get a rhythm going down, but you are in like acrobatic type positions a lot of times. Yeah. The first car girl um, in particular is was a killer for me. It's a killer. It's really true. I know they want you to do reverse cowgirl a lot because then he would dance titties. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, my thighs are burning. Like one minute in, I'm like, oh man, uncle, I can't, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> because, no, burning. because, yeah, because it, it, because I even had a conversation. Ladies sometimes don't even orgasm during sex because, and people don't understand, well, why? I mean, yes, it's, we're still having sex, but it's simulated. It's yeah. still sex, nonetheless. But, it's sex with direction is and and you're not trying to get your talent off you're trying to get the person that's watching off. watching off 100 yeah. and you have to remember like to get all those great angles where you can see you know what you want to see to get you off you know or get you hard mm -hmm. like you have to do a lot of different takes because that's shot from all different angles all different positions so there's a lot of work that goes into like a mainstream, you know, and even even content creation, you know, yeah. a video. There's a lot. Oh yeah, because if you point in your situation, which now we're about to get into the the meat of the matter, is that it also shaped your own business of how you film your content. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. Go go ahead. What do you no, I, I was just going to say that, like, I feel like even shooting solo was such a completely different experience from shooting mainstream. And mm -hmm. like I said, I had shot like five years, four or five years of, of solo stuff, or I mean, not the full year, but um, five years of shooting with score. Mm -hmm. And it was nothing like shooting a mainstream hardcore. And even from score to like Bangros was a very different mm -hmm. experience. So. Um, learning every single time I've been on set, I've learned a lot, which is, I mean, a good thing, I think. And you're right, it's totally shaped like how I've I've envisioned like the scenes that I want for my own content um, and the way that I shoot it. Like I think initially I thought, oh well, I can just have one camera, and you know that's I'll shoot at one angle from like you know ten feet away, 
But I realized after shooting mainstream that you have to have all different angles. You have to set different things up. Your lighting is so important, so mm -hmm. incredibly important. Um, yeah, things like that make a big difference. And I will even say, even from shooting mainstream to shooting with um, other talent, um, Justice, who was amazing, help when I shot in Vegas. Um, you know, they and they've got it all down. You know, they've got all their different cameras. They've got a POV camera. And again, every single time I've shot, I've learned something different. That's 100%. So, now, of course, the fans and the smokers know I got to ask. How was it smoking with the legendary Dane Rose? Because you're the first team I haven't talked to that done shot with them. So, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Tell us about the shoot. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, I shot with them twice. I shot uh, with Jay Banger and Johnny Love. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, again, it was very different from score. I mean, it's it's a long day, you know? It was, yeah. my first shoot was probably a, at least an eight hour day, eight or nine hour day. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're up super early and you're in makeup. And then um, again, you know, they're very polished. You know, their shooting style is very polished. Mm -hmm. And um, so many different angles, so many different takes. It, it was, it was a lot. It was overwhelming, I think, but, but exciting and very interesting. You know, I think the cameras that they shoot with were, were even different than score and shot with, um, mm -hmm. with much fancier mm -hmm. kind of equipment. Um, a, a, quite a bit more lighting was involved with that shoot. So I, it was very interesting. Yeah, but, but very exhausting. Because people don't realize that Score and Bane Brothers on two different levels. Um, because yeah. like people don't realize when it comes to the world of the AVN, you have top the top tier, your middle tier, and a little bit below. No disrespect, we love Score. They're right here. Bane Brothers is right here. <laughs> that's Brad. That's your Brad's. It's your Bane Brothers. Brad, not your Vic, yeah, Vic's are like way at the <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're right, there is sort of a hierarchy. I mean, I think score is fantastic, and I think that they have like a very like specific audience that is extremely loyal. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I feel like they, yeah, I started with that and I, I love them, but their shooting style, you're right, is very different. Um, yeah. from the way Bang Bros does, it's just and, see, and, and two scores about titties. Bang Bros is more of a broader audience. Well, it's so interesting you were saying about my ass because I feel it's so I was so used to shooting with score and everything. I mean, everything is about the what angle of the boot, right? Yeah. All about my tits, but um, Bang Bros actually, you know, shot my, my ass quite a bit too, which doesn't get much attention so. <laughs> No, because how big is your titties? Nobody even realizes I have an ass. <laughs> how big is your titties? Yeah, it's all people care about, just the tits. <laughs> so how big are they? How big are they? What size? Um, you mean CC size or like bra size? Uh, it, both. It was both. Um, they're twenty six hundred CCs. Uh, when I measured once, like with a bra calculator, I was yeah. a thirty-six Q, but probably I could fit into like I don't know thirty-six G or H. I can stuff them in. Oh my goodness! Yeah, because now it, it because for you to shoot with Bang Bros, you got to have a booty. So and then it was like I was going through your your your, your Twitter feed, 
and and I was sitting there saying, I guess it was a doggy style picture, and I said she need to do more booty pics because she got a nice ass and sexy layer. So much. I like the booty pictures. <laughs> I was sitting like, yeah, from you. I knew it was funny because they probably looked at you and said, you know, I don't think she got a button. They went and go looking for the picture. Like, oh yeah, yeah, hi, huh? yeah, she got an ass and an ass. Right? <laughs> You are right, though. I feel like Bankros does you a lot more ass than anything. They, 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 they do. That's what they're known for. <laughs> so, for you try to pay that means you're big booty certified. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh I chat with a beautiful girl named Leah Lovely, and um, she started with Bankros around the same time, and her, man, I'm like, man, your butt puts my butt to shame. And <laughs> ass. Oh my Ava, goodness. Ava Divine. Oh yeah. Oh, Man, Ava, that's one of my favorites. So when did you get yours did? How long ago was they done? Oh, wait, say it again. Does it how long ago was your tits done? Your, your tits? Um well, you know, it doesn't happen overnight when you get to that size. You have to start at like a smaller size and then you have to sort of upgrade a little bit. So I was at when I first shot with score, I was at sixteen hundred. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went up about, I want to say a year and a half, two years after that to the 2600. Mm -hmm. So what made you decide to get them done? Um, well, I love, I love big boobs. Um, yeah. I've always had, I actually have pretty natural big breast, um, na naturally have big breasts. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just really wanted huge, huge, I mean, you know. Sort of a '90s gal, so <laughs> <laughs> the thing back in the day. Oh yeah, because it it, it 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 you you have the what I call the play the Playboy girl look. Yeah. You know, Pamela Anderson and yeah, Smith, that kind of stuff. I mean, I that's my my favorite era. So. Oh my goodness, shit! Yeah, you yeah, that's right, people. Y'all already know with me if I worked well, what's that? I would have done. She would have been uh, uh, Pamela Anderson or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like a fantasy. <laughs> Baywatch got you. Let's go. What it was all Baywatch. All that glam 90s boob glamour. Oh my goodness. So shoot, so how long was it before you started shooting your own content? Um, you know, I really didn't start like I honestly got just really started getting hardcore about my OnlyFans this year. Um I've done a little bit of other stuff, but um, I have a lot going on in my own life. Like I, I work, like you were saying, like I work a regular job. So I'm sure, as you know, it's hard to balance those two things to have. Yeah. Like I'm sure even for the show, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's difficult having a nine to five and, you know, doing because people don't understand that even a show like this, there's editing, there's, you know, schedule coordination, all yeah. of that kind of stuff. And so it, it was difficult. And like we were saying before, being contact creator is not as easy as I think people think it is. Mm. It's time consuming and you have to like really devote a lot of your time to it. Yeah. So when it comes to your male talent, how do you choose your male talent to work with? Gosh, I don't know. I've been so lucky. Um, sexy men, sexy men that I would like to fuck in real life. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
and then I get to do it just on camera. Mm, that's nice. So because um of course because we know what we're going with Twitter, the craziness, with some of the the creepiness and all that and stuff. So and it's kind of like I tell females, you you it's not about how many dicks you fuck, it's about the right dicks that you fuck, you know, period. So it's kind of like when dudes approach you, what what they have to bring to the table for you to shoot content trade. Because with you, the between you and these other content creators, you came in the game cutting your teeth with legends. You came in the game at the top of the game. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, so your thought process of picking somebody is probably way different than probably anybody else. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's like really interesting question because I feel like so many people like will reach out and be like, oh, can I shoot with you? And <laughs> I, you know, but I only shoot, you know, with just talent who's tested and who's mm -hmm. professional and has like, you know, probably a similar following to mine, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say that I, I choose a lot of talent based on what my what fans will ask me to shoot. You know, a lot of times uh, they'll have special requests or I'll, ha I'll have more of one type of guy who people want mm -hmm. me to be in bed with than others. And so if somebody reaches out to me or if I reach out to them, you know, it's usually because it's just a good fit. Mm -hmm. um, but all of them are, you know, professional. You know, mm -hmm. I, I probably would continue sticking with that. Not really. Oh, no, that, it, it's understandable because I tell females, once you... You stay at the level that they see, they saw you first. You know, period. That's not just when it comes to how you shoot your content, but also who you shoot with. You know, yeah. period. You know, because I'll never forget when I worked with a, a lady um, that was in the industry, you know, and we talked about what you had to submit. Dudes had to submit profile pics, no different than women did back in the day. And I asked her why did I had to do that. She said, Think about it. Look who the fuck I'm shooting with. Then I turn around and shoot this small dick motherfucker. I, I lose respect in the industry. <laughs> you know, period. You know, so it's kind of like, you know, because people don't realize sometimes the producers do even look at who you collab with. You know what I'm saying? To certain yeah, and um, I do think that, like, it. I think a lot of guys think that it's just so easy to go and shoot with somebody and to do that. But I don't think that most men realize how difficult it is in the man's position to shoot in a scene. Like, it's not like regular talking. It's, you know, yeah. it's a whole nother game. And, you know, if they don't, if they're not up to the task, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. But you're right. I'm sure that people do look at who women collab with. They don't want, you know. They want her to have like only like I don't know big names or yeah. like, box behind but see, her. But see, is because like for example, what guys don't realize is that the pool of male talent in the business that's working is small. Yeah. Because you like you mentioned Nicky Rebel. The reason why Nicky Rebel keep getting work with score because he keeps his dick hard and come on cue. No, they have no issues with coming quick, no shit like that. Because it's a content trade shoot, the difficulty of doing a content trade shoot versus a paid shoot, the difficulty goes up with the paid shoot because now it's more starting stopping. It's more people in the room. It's more cameras in the room. Way more pressure. 
You know, period. My ass didn't go Hollywood. I said I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like guys think, oh, you know, I'm just gonna go in and fuck, and it's gonna feel amazing. It's gonna be, but you're right. There's a, a ton of people in the room, and you know, lighting everywhere, and it's not, it's not as sexy as maybe some guys might think. <laughs> Definitely. So, so with that being said, people, you know what time to show it is. Time to show where the pushes go, dry the dicks go, limp. Let's talk about the business. So this is part of the show where it gets unsexy. We talk about the business, just where it gets serious. So first and foremost, because you kept saying it about the content creation, that it's not as easy as people think or what have you. So with you, um, do you have a camera, a camera person that you go to to shoot your content? Or do you just use various people? I've done it. I've done it both ways. Um, I've had a photographer that shoots me like for photo shoots, um, shoot the scenes and I, you know, I've shot myself. Um, I've had, you know, somebody who I trust, like do some of the camera work. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times with the collaborations though, the guys I've been lucky enough with the guys that I've shot with have brought like, cause I'm usually in Vegas, at least recently I've been in Vegas collaborating. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to bring everything, you yeah. know, on And so they've, I've been lucky enough that they've had a ton of equipment. Uh, and they've, again, you know, set up multiple camera angles and helped me set up lighting. And so we've been able to shoot it that way. Um, and that's been, again, such a lesson. I feel like some of these guys are really, really good um, at both shooting and editing. And I, their setups are crazy. Like, you know, a camera over here, camera over here. I, I got a point of, of view camera. Yeah. Um, and the finished product is, you know, obviously not as. I thought that, that what I used to do was I had a moving camera. I just had one cameraman exactly. in the moving, and he was the moving camera. Because I didn't want to do any stationary shit. Because I wanted the, the fan to feel like they were in the room so they could move around a little bit. But when you think about the stationary cameras, I got to get them approximately edited because that's a lot of editing to do. So much. And people don't realize how long that takes. Even so, oh man, you got to go through every minute of it. And, and you got to match, you got to match the audio because because even if you're trying to get different angles from that ride because the way that you said it, you got to sit there and match the audio so they don't sound funny or or repetitious like they like, because I remember back in the day, you used to watch a, a straight porn flick, and you'd be like, wait a second, didn't she say that like a, a frame ago? Right. <laughs> right. Damn, you did it. Let me rewind and make sure that they, 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 they didn't skip me, goddamn. Then they used the same shit for 15 minutes. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> You're so right. Yeah, that's so true. Again, all things like when I first started, I didn't, I didn't realize it is difficult to match all of it up. Even, yeah. even when I do just like stationary camera and simple stuff, you know, when I'm just doing like more homegrown kind of um, videos, mm-hmm. I, you still have to match the angles up. You know, if you're cutting something out or if you're splicing like, you know, one angle with another, it mm-hmm. takes like a long time. Yeah. But, so, so, so how often do you film to keep up with your updates and all that stuff? Um, well, my own personal content creation stuff, I've been filming about one day a week, one to two days a week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes like my customs. So Mondays and Tuesdays, I always just do customs and then new scenes for the week. And then I try and edit on Tuesday night into Wednesday. Um, and I'm usually like about a week, like a week behind. So I'll, I'll post all that stuff the following week. Um, and and that's what, solo or solo and boy girl? With. I do both. I do both at home. Okay. Because, um, because especially in this day and age, like the OnlyFans, because I, I think because people don't really talk about this, how much OnlyFans pressure the ladies to have to update weekly, damn near daily, because they're sending yep. emails saying that they'll shut your shit down. They're already trying to shut shit down anyway. But I digress. They sit there and say they'll shut your shit down if they don't update, uh, and what have you, and everything. So it's kind of like with you, um, like for example. How many boy girl scenes do you plan out to shoot a month versus your solos? I would say about four boy girl scenes per month, so like one a week, and then mm-hmm. the rest solo. Um, I think because of the boobs, I I do get probably just as many requests for I don't know key try-ons or boob oiling that kind of stuff um, as I do. But of course, boy girl is always number one. I think it's the number one thing people want to see, but. Yeah, because they want to see them titties bounce. That's why. Right. People would probably be surprised that like the requests that I get are not always like sex. It's usually revolving around my boobs, but. Yeah, because because I was always told titties make more money than ass. And. um, Is that true now? I feel like now that's not as true. Because the the reason that. Cause the reason why they they said that then because of course with webcamming the girl with the bigger boobs always did better because it's tits right yeah so plus when you think about it like I'm pretty sure you get you know titty fuck videos uh the titty fetish is money let's keep it it's titty fetish is right underneath foot fetish ladies and gentlemen let's make this clear this <laughs> Ash worship read is right underneath the titty. So it's like, so what's some of the titty videos that they, they, they be requesting for you? I think they're neck and neck. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that. I don't know. Cause because the reason why I say that, because especially if you're <clears> one <throat> you boobs, oh, they want to see you do some shit with them titties more than your ass. <laughs> that might be true. <clears throat> I guess there's more you can do <clears throat> with this. <clears throat> Take your time, baby. Take your time. We'll be right back after the commercial breaks. First one thing I, I'm glad that God didn't bless me with, with no damn them allergies, because I know I'll be tore up quick. Because so that, that, that I ain't gonna say too much in the morning. That's how I'll be crying in the morning when I wake up in the morning. Be coughing and <laughs> right? get the boom out of their throat. But it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. Shit, man. It was, <laughs> it was a hurry. 
And, and I work in doing hot ass damn drives. I speak, I work in laundry, so you can imagine. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. It's gotta be so hot in there. Oh my goodness. So we back first break smokers. You know what I'm saying? She she dealing with the allergy. She won't smoke no weed. So she was not smoking weed, ladies and gentlemen. It's why I would have hit when she would hit. God damn, that sounds like it's good. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay. so, now because I know that you, the titty fetish makes you good money. <clears throat> you know, pretty, you know and probably a lot of your cousins is is evolved around the titties. So, like, what's some of the titty fetish that they actually do? Oh, gosh. I mean, titty fucking is probably number one. Um, just simple oiling, like oiling on my tits. That's probably number two, I would say. Toys, playing with toys and like rubbing them or slapping it as boobs. That's probably number three. Mm. No, no doubt, no doubt. And then, yeah, I did see your head game. <laughs> She gets down with the BJ guy. They all said it like I was scrolling. And it was funny because uh what I noticed that you don't post a lot of your triple X stuff or so much. You know, period. You focus more on your pinup side when it comes to your social media, especially on Twitter, what have you. Is that something that you is that by accident or is that something that is part of your, your, your plan as far as promoting yourself? Um, yeah, I do try not to post too much of my triple X stuff just because, you know, I want people to come and see the content I made on OnlyFans and I mm. feel like if, if they could see a ton of it on my social media, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't want to come and see if there's anything more on the OnlyFans <laughs> side. Yeah, because I see you don't, I, I, I haven't seen a post you talk about discount, so. Free, <laughs> <laughs> it's a free this week and on the 4th of July. <laughs> well, at least you did it for the holidays. Some of them be doing that discount twenty four seven. It just that—that's just it. That—that's just the price. Just, just, it it costs a discount. I'm like, I don't, I don't discount. I ain't discounted so long. I I, I gave up on discounting because it's like it's crazy. I know you didn't have to use like when I did discount, they didn't buy shit. They they didn't even use discount code. They just bought it just regular. You know, because sometimes yeah, what, they go to to look, right? They don't even want to like buy <coughs> of the stuff, even though it's free. Yeah. It's so it's kind of like to me, and and to me, even to me, it's like my sales. I have more sales when I don't discount than when I do, and it's kind of funny to me about that. That's interesting. I, you know, I could see that though. I mean, I've been trying to like sort of build up like my you know OnlyFans following or followers. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed the same thing. I feel like even though my follower count has gone up, I don't really feel like my sales have really changed that much because I feel like people who actually want your content will pay the five or ten dollars, you know, to join. But I'm trying, you know, I feel like a lot of times on my social media, people will ask like, oh, can you post a video on many vids or someplace where I don't have to have a membership. So I'm thinking, well, if I give a free membership to OnlyFans, you can just come in and if you want to buy a video, then you can do it there. But I don't know. It doesn't always work that way. Yeah. So do you have any other platforms besides OnlyFans? Wait, I couldn't hear what you said. 
Not so you have any other platforms besides OnlyFans. Um, yeah, I mean, I do post on many vids a little bit. Um, I do Sex Panther mm-hmm. for like video chat and sexting. I know um, you do well with that. I know you pretty you do pretty well. I with just like the Sex Panther. That's very fun. <laughs> yeah, because I think what females don't realize is, and and you kind of said it without saying it, your brand is extensive. You're not just depending upon your content to make money right. you know speak to a female being diverse in this industry and having multiple ways of making money within the industry that 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 is outside of actually filming a boy girl scene or even solo content yeah i mean i think it's just i don't know i think it's it's difficult like to to do that to balance them like really difficult yeah, because um, because I tell females, ladies that do it all have the best chance to make the most money, because you have more ways to make money within the industry. It's true, Whether- and I, I've heard people say it different ways. Like some people say, well, you should try and funnel it all to one platform, and then other people say, as many you know, as many places as you post it mm-hmm. is better. But I don't know. I think that it's probably a balance. Is, is the right answer. Because not everybody is going to want to go to one certain platform, so you have to have at least a little bit of diversity, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that every different platform offers something a little bit different, you know? Like Sex Panther, I think the people who I see on there are, are very different than somebody who would go to OnlyFans and, and purchase videos. They're more on that one-on-one interaction, you know, whether it's sexting or video chat, you know, that's really what they're interested in. Whereas on OnlyFans, they're really looking more just to watch, you know, watch a, a movie and get off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Deborah, so do you wear camp? Um, I've done camp soda um, mm-hmm. once, which I really loved. And I did a live show on OnlyFans, and I'll probably do another one this week. I, I, I'm thinking I'm going to do them weekly. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I, I loved the camp show, soda show. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, because um, I tell you, females, that you had to be diverse. That <clears throat> Not just, like, for example, you, you have your boy-girl content. You also have your fetish content. But also, like I said, with the sex pamphlet, um, with, because of girls were doing the Snapchat, <laughs> which is funny because Snapchat not even supposed to be used for porn, but y'all figured that out, didn't you? They <laughs> figured that one out. <laughs> no such thing. I don't feel real. There was no such thing as a premium Snapchat. <laughs> It was just a girl charged you to go on her Snapchat. That's right. all it was. Just send me out news. <laughs> you know, period. But it's kind of like, with you, like, what's some of the things, like, that you want to implement into your point that you have not implemented yet? Such as, like, BDSM or uh, certain fetishes or type scene that you would like to do? I would. It's funny that you say that. BDSM is probably my number one thing that I want to incorporate. More fetishy type stuff, more femdom, um, cuckold scenes, that sort of thing. I, I don't know. I think it's all very exciting. I've done a little bit of like the step stepson stuff, um, like that scene with Johnny Love, like maybe something like that. I feel like there is like a bit of demand for that. Yeah. Especially in the MILF genre. So I, they're all fun things, I think. You know, to me, it's all fantasy, it's all role play. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think everybody has a different thing that speaks to them, right? So yeah. I mean, can't broaden your horizons too much. <laughs> yeah, because to me, it's like 
like what like what I like about you, you wear heels, thigh high stock is it's it's I've been saying this, in order to make money in this business, you gotta look like and I see that you make a point to keep professional picks. I see more professional picks than I do see selfies, you know, period. So it's kind of like, how often do you do your professional photo shoots? Um, I would say every two to three months. I've, I've been doing them, especially since I've like sort of ramped up my OnlyFans a bit. Mm-hmm. And I will say I've done it more because I just, I just started my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like everybody gets their Instagram shut down. So I feel like a lot of my more selfie type pics are boob oriented, you know, yeah. and I, I'm so worried about getting it taken down. So I sort of, is, I've made my Instagram sort of like my professional pick hub. Yeah. Posted them there. So it's been good for that. I, I do feel like there is a need and I, on my OnlyFans, I do try and post more like casual pics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do feel like that would be something that I, I should probably am going to try and post more of mm-hmm. on Twitter. Because I, I think fans really do like that. You know, they like just regular, like, dress down, casual. I am, though, that, you know, like you're saying about, you know, thigh highs and heels. I mean, mm-hmm. even in my everyday life, like, I am that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I like to get made up every day. Like, I love to wear heels and thigh highs and Sexy but see, see, to me, it's like I tell females, here's the difference. If if this, if I see with a bunch of professional pics, when I see your regular selfies, it normalizes you. Versus if all I see is selfies, then I see a professional pic. You get them, it, it's the exact opposite. Because to me, what I think is lost in this day and age is the sex symbol. Females do not strive to be sex symbols, you know. Now anybody strive to be bots and everything else, but not sex symbols. And I think that's something that you take into account when you do your pics and you do your postings and stuff like that. Because to me, that would create longevity in this business. Because I think a lot of people don't realize this is a marathon, not a sprint. It's so true. Yeah. Like everything in life, right? Yeah. Especially in this industry. Yeah. A lot of girls, you're right, I just see the short-term, you know, income or, like, notoriety, and they don't really think about, like, how that's going to be, you know, one, two, five, ten years down the line. That's very true. Yeah, because even to me, it's like, if you do this business, you want to eventually shoot with the top companies, especially going through doing the conventions and all that. And part of that is making yourself look marketable. And part of that is having the professional picks because I think that also have helped you with your career is that when these companies go through your Twitter feed, it makes them look at you a little differently and it makes you stand out more versus speaking from a guy that sit here that wakes up the pussy in the morning at six o'clock in the damn morning out this motherfucker on his Twitter feed, you know, it's like you go through, okay, this pick, this pick, ooh, professional pick. It makes the person stop because it used to be back in the day, all you saw was professional pics from the day. Right, that's very true. You know what I'm saying? So now you don't see much professional pics, so it makes it, it makes her stand out even more. Oh, thank you. I, I mean, I hope so. I think it's sort of you know how you're saying you sort of have to create a brand for yourself, and you know you want to put your best foot forward. Or I always think you know that you that's what you strive for. 
So I think there's a place for both. I think, you know, casual picks are good, but I think there's definitely a place for professional picks. Like you said, I think just to, you know, make you look a little bit more polished time to time, or at least try to. <laughs> so now let's get to the good questions before we go. I now let me see. Do you do anal? I do not do. I mean, I have done anal in my private life, but uh, I have not done anal on camera. I'm not saying it won't happen, but I have not done. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sorry, anal in private life versus camera are two totally different stories. Very different. Like we were talking about before. Yeah, I don't because know if I'm ready for that. Yeah, because because the dick in your personal life may not be the size dick that you're gonna deal with it on that set. So right. <laughs> we had like a little bit of a too. size queen like that, so I don't know. Size queen and anal don't really go together too much. Oh my goodness! Because we, we had that conversation. I had that conversation before: boyfriend dick versus porn dick. And a lot of people didn't understand the difference. I said, no, it's porn dick is about the aesthetic. Boy, boy, boyfriend dick is about the comfortability. <laughs> It's 100% true. Very, very true. That means she might be comfortable with a seven inch dick, <laughs> but yeah. poor wife, she should with a 10 or 11. It's a 10 yeah. inch dick. <laughs> oh, that's so true. That's so true. So, have you done a gangbang? Uh, no, but again, it's on my list, I guess. Okay. So, I, so I, for I you, what, what would be the number for the perfect gangbang for you? The number of guys? Mm -hmm. Well, I think to start out, it'd probably be three, right? Three to four. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Some me should be able to handle all three or four. Right. <laughs> some of these girls, like recently I saw some, some ones that looked like there were like maybe 20 or 30 guys there. I don't know. Like a train. I, I would probably a girl that did 20 dudes in a night, damn near 40. <laughs> and some of these, these game bay parties that we have, <laughs> I'd be like, damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Most definitely. Now, I'm asking you a question. Have you ever thought about doing any content houses? Like filming in one or hosting one? Um, Either or. Well, I shot with um, Finney, Finney's Playhouse, when, last time I was in Vegas. And he has like a little where he's building a little bit of a, a content house. That was yeah. really interesting. I didn't really even know what it was prior to, to shooting with him. But it's interesting. I, I didn't realize too, like I shot with um Chris Cardio last time I was there and he was telling me about um that Vegas has some like really, really cool content houses where you, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, all different sets and I don't know, amazing setup. Yeah. yeah, Miss Mysterious shots out to him and Richard Man, they always have one out there in Vegas. Yeah. All places and everything. And um no, I it, I tell people, don't get it choice, we keep it 100 here. It's good and bad with the content house. Because I tell people, you got to realize something. You got to give up something to get something in, in any business you're in. Oh. You know, it's just a good, what you're getting with the content house, you might be giving up content, well, exclusivity for content for the most part. But what you're gaining is quality shooting. Right, you know, because nine out of ten, a lot of the male talents are very, very professional, well known, very, very experienced. You deal with experienced camera guys and stuff of that nature. You're guaranteed to get good content. And you know, people don't realize like that is really what makes an amazing, you know, shoot is the camera quality and the lighting. And I mean, some people are definitely better than others. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
goes down. So I done held this sexy lady up here, and we ain't even touched the surface because there's a lot that we ain't even get to talk about. But which you know what that means, smoker. That means she have to come back. So with that being said, Miss Victoria Bell, can I call you a smoke buddy? Yeah, absolutely. There you go, people. Y'all heard it first. She will be back here on the Smokers Lounge and my premium smokers. We will be bringing her to the premium smoke room. That's right, baby, because the best smoke is always premium. $4.99 a month. You can only watch these podcasts on Spotify, the only place you can watch on Spotify. Yes, Spotify has video. We talked about five premium podcasts for you to enjoy with four wonderful, sexy, gorgeous co-hosts that I have. And what happens in the premium smoke room, let me tell you, it gets more provocative, it gets more crazy, it gets more predictable, it gets more wilder. The conversation gets more saucy, a titty might pop out, a dildo might pop out. You don't know unless you subscribe $4.99 a month. And shots out to our new subscribers. Thank you for subscribing, please continue. So with that being said, Miss. Victoria Bell, tell everybody where they can spend money on you, baby. Mm-hmm. Tell where they can spend money on you, where they can find you. Oh, uh, yeah, visit my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com backslash Victoria Vale. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Victoria Vale 00 and Instagram at Victoria Vale XO. There you go. That easy, that simple. So, with that being said, you know how we end these things all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Miss Bell, say goodbye to the smokers. Goodbye, smokers. Great talking to you.